Good morning, everyone. Wanted to share from um, today's DT. So it starts with John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. So God so loved the world that he gave his only Son. And what God gave as a form of love to the world tells us a lot. I think God didn't take the Romans out of power, didn't fix the social problems that the Jews were living in the midst of, or world hunger, but God in love gave his son because he knew that was what the world needed most. I thought about, um, uh, first question in the DT, what are some truths about the gospel in these verses? And so from John 3.16, one thing is that it says that uh, I will perish, and it's not the perish that um, everyone will die physically, but it's because of the consequences of my sins against God that I will perish and thus not have eternal life and the only way that I could be saved from that is to believe in Jesus who died for my sins and in that sense I mean every person's life can be summed up as either one of those options as those who will perish or those who will have eternal life because they believed in Jesus and I think that highlights for us what's the most important issue about life itself which is if I believe in what Jesus has done for me or not And then uh, Romans 1 talks about the gospel as having the power to save uh, for everyone who believes. And again, everyone will die because of their sin, but everyone who trusts in Jesus for salvation will be saved. And then um, one of the parts from verse 17, it says the righteousness of God. And that most likely means the righteousness that comes from God. And this is having a right standing that is given to sinners by God. For those who again put their trust in Jesus and trusting in Him and no one and in no one or nothing else. Um, in Acts 4 7, uh, 4 12, it says that there is salvation in no one else. Um, and that made me think about like uh, what people would want to find salvation um, in. Like who are the other people or what are the other things. And so um, I thought about how that, how, um, how that someone is usually me. You know, I want to be good enough, righteous enough to stand before God on my own and tell God with my own strength that I was good enough to make it into heaven. And um, this is such a strong desire for me to be righteous. Uh, But God's definition of the righteousness that is revealed in the gospel is something so different from finding righteousness within me. So what is the righteousness revealed in the gospel? And in John, um, this is where in John 3.16, it says, Whoever believes in him, Romans 1.16, it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. So I think um, the righteousness that's uh, that's revealed in the gospel, it has to do with belief. It's the believing in Jesus as the one who makes me righteous. God's definition of righteousness is not that I would be good enough to stand before him on that final day, but rather that I stand before God on that final day, believing that Jesus alone covers me and I come to God only through him. And then from Romans, it says from faith, uh, for faith. And it means that having that right standing comes about by faith from start to finish. So. Uh, It starts by us receiving the gift of salvation by faith, and we also continue to live day after day uh, by faith as well. And then John 14, 6, Jesus is the only way to have a right standing before God. It's the kind of same sentiment as before. And from these verses, I thought about, well, he's not a way, and he doesn't say, I will show you, I will show you a way. He is the only pathway to God, and that that was Jesus' claim, that he himself is that path, is that road to follow. 
And then um, uh, ending with Acts 4.12, um, as I was reading this, I thought back uh, to, what, to the context there, and you can imagine Peter, he's proclaiming these words to the Sanhedrin to put their trust in Jesus and not in anything else. So not in themselves, not in their good works, not in having a right standing of respect in the community before all the people. And even though they were the ones persecuting, uh, persecuting him, Peter still had that kind of heart to declare to them, put your trust in Jesus alone, for there is no other name under heaven by which we um, must be saved. And even as Peter says that, I, I just feel his heart in wanting them not just to uh, accept and agree, but they themselves would come to know Jesus as their own uh, Lord and Savior. And so here I just also wanted to talk about kind of some false attempts of salvation. Uh, and I think before we were Christian, I think that was pretty clear what those false attempts were. People wanted to be saved and trusted in all sorts of things to do that in their good works or in religion or in other religions. Even for churchgoers, they trusted in how they grew up at church as their assurance of salvation. But none of that was a belief in Jesus and in no one else. And for me, growing up, I thought about how I would get to heaven and that would rest upon my good works and I did a lot of it hoping it would good and be good enough but reality is when I when was my good actually good enough I didn't know and so I was plagued with a lot of uncertainty but now for us as we've been Christian for years and even decades and how does how do these words relate to us and I do think our old habits die hard um, so even as we get older we can go back to believing that our right standing before God is based on good works again. And this is to believe God approves of me because I've been doing things like been consistent in my DTs or loving people or serving in ministry. I remember seasons of Christian life where I, I trusted in that. If I had done well in some sense, then I was right before God. If I had sinned or failed or got corrected about something, then the day was ruined and my standing before God was affected by that. And in that way, I was seeing my own righteousness as what made me right with God or not. Jesus was pushed aside and I went right back to trusting in myself. Of course, I wasn't thinking that I actually saved myself or I paid for my own sins, but in the day-to-day, -day, I was not living by faith. Faith that regardless of how well or not well I live today, that Jesus still loved me and that Jesus still saves me, a sinner. And so thinking about all these verses, I think it, these verses, let's let it speak to us again, that we put our faith and trust in Jesus' finished and completed work on the cross to not try to work or earn our standing before God, but to simply be grateful for the gift of salvation that we have all received from him.